0: You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class.
1: Sponsored by Dext. Make the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights.
0: It's the Accounting Influencers Podcast with me, Rob Brown, going out to over 35,000 accounting and finance professionals all over the world in 150 countries. We bring you the very best experts, gurus, consultants, trainers, thinkers and practitioners in the accounting and finance world to tell you what works, what doesn't. And in today's very challenging world, I'm thrilled to have with me today an expert on change and transformation and a podcaster herself, Hannah Monroe. welcome to the show. Oh,
1: lovely to to be here, Rob. Thanks so much for the invite.
0: Hannah, does it feel strange being on the other side of a microphone now that we're interviewing you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think I'm more nervous being on this side of the microphone than I have ever been on the other side.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about your show, Hannah.
1: Well um, so we've been going for a few years now but basically um, when lockdown hit and I and I was I was in the middle of a number of different projects and I suddenly came to the the realization having just completed a number of academic uh, research pieces that, Change isn't just about technology, and so I was learning all of this amazing knowledge, speaking to some great people. And I thought this is the podcast was an opportunity to share that, to talk about everything around technology that makes uh, change and transformation successful. And and I think that's a bit of the topic that we're going to talk about today. Is you know it it takes more than one thing to drive change successfully. Um, And again, that's what that's what I tried to talk about. Plus, it's people that I really want to speak to. I always um, yeah. I get to to have loads of conversations around transformation with people I admire and respect. So that's, you know, you you can't go wrong.
0: (laughs) No, i meant to that. Likewise, our show has been running for several years and we've done thousands of interviews now. You do get access to people that you perhaps otherwise might not get into the calendars of. So I completely agree with that. Your show is called? Uh,
1: CFO 4.0.
0: CFO 4.0. Is that Chief Financial Officer? Is that the predominant audience there?
1: Yeah and it's really interesting. We've got it and it was never intended to be a global podcast but we've actually got quite a global audience. So we've got people coming listening all the way from you know America. Um I've got some um Asia as well. i um, mean obviously a lot in the, in the UK specifically. Um but yeah, it's it's all t- it's all talking about what does the the leadership or those that are aspiring to be finance leaders what should they be thinking about? What is what are other CFOs thinking? And or what do the, what's kind of like the next step for
0: finance leadership? We can put accountants in that bracket. They are finance professionals in one way or another. But just give us a little bit of context about because you're talking to people all the time. The overlap between the the CFO world and the accounting world, as you sit right there. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we work a lot in what I what we refer to as the mid market. So those individuals and those businesses that have outgrown what I would say a having a bookkeeper and have got talent coming in from finance but they still need that advice and guidance so that's where I see the crossover and the the reality is is that accountants are the advisors to a business especially when a business is graduating into that mid that mid-level they need great advice and that's why I thought it's really interesting to have this conversation Rob is that if you can sort of step back and look at what's happening in that business and specifically around sort of finance and change you're in an amazing position to give um, help and support to a business that needs it
0: accounting professionals are in private practice and professional firms they're also in industry and commerce and companies like that and our podcast certainly goes out to all of those they are influencers they are voices of reason and in today's VUCA world tell us a bit about VUCA it's a a word that you'll know very well Hannah
1: yeah we live and breathe it don't we that that volatile uncertain environment and I think that's why I think accountancy and the skill set that accountants have is so very valuable it's about bringing certainty to the things that aren't certain um and for, for me there's such a broad skill set and we, we actually recruit um people from accounting backgrounds whether that's in practice or in in enterprise because we we recognize that especially in finance technology you need that crossover you need to be able to talk um, Core cool, and understand kind of the the nuts and bolts of what makes a business go. And anyone that doesn't appreciate that accounting and finance individuals are the backbone of any organisation is missing a massive
0: trip. So we mentioned VUCA: volatility, uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity. We know the pandemic has 10 10xed that. Things have become a lot less clear and where we could do best practice and shape strategy two or three years out, those timeframes have really shortened. So let's start off with a simple definition. If we were to look up the word transformation or even change in the Han Munro Dictionary of Life and Business, what kind of meaning might come up for us so we know what we're talking about today?
1: Yeah, transformation is a movement from one state to another, in my opinion. Right. And it should be a positive movement. It should be a movement from maybe that uncertain, that complexity, the ambiguity and that manual you know, effort into a more streamlined and productive environment. But in that is what transformation is. It's the shift and the change. I think the challenge sometimes is that people see it as a one step process. They see I'm going to go from A to B and the world is going to be perfect. Right. And I think that's something that we in finance particularly need to acknowledge and accept is that transformation is a journey and that's how I personally see it. it and it's about getting comfortable in that VUCA environment in that constant change and then building a skill set that allows you to, to 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 almost navigate those waters.
0: I'm going to do a two-part show here because it's such a big topic so in this first part we're going to talk about the the context the the why's wherefores the challenges the obstacles why it's important how it's so constant as you say and in the second part we'll start to uh, give people some oxygen some solutions some ways through this and around this and how to lead and support through change so when you talk about constant change we know that technology is an ever-present the learning curve is going up what worked yesterday doesn't work today there's such shifting sands around very basic job titles give us a little bit of the flavor of the changing environment of the workplace today hannah
1: so I think if, you know, I think everyone listening to podcast will have heard the cons, you know, will have heard something about AI. And there's loads of different acronyms that go around ABI. We just think about chat GPT in its infancy. Um, that has progressed incredibly fast. If you think about six months ago, nobody was even talking about it, right? So I guess the biggest piece is that it is not the just that things are changing; it's that that change itself is accelerating. It's getting faster. So, new technology is coming out faster. It's iterating faster, and it's it's learning a lot faster. So, what that means, I think, for whether somebody's in practice or whether they're in, you know, in in private business, is that we need to understand that our roles will change, and we need to be comfortable with that. But we need to figure out what. What that change looks like and where we want to be at the end of it, because anything that is transactional that doesn't use those amazing skills that you have picked up over the years and that knowledge and that application of knowledge, that is what is going to be automated. So the data entry is going to be automated, you know, automated chasing and email and looking for things is going to be automated now what isn't going to be automated as easily is the brain power that goes behind that so the thinking and the interpretation of information the ability to explain and put that information into context is where I see the real value of finance
0: professionals we know that chat GPT and AI can now pass the bar exam it can now pass accounting qualifications and finance uh, accreditation so there is some intelligence there we'll come back to that but I'm interested in the human condition, we are complex emotional creatures given that we're all so different, different personalities, skills, weapons, brains wired up differently, are there different responses to change in the way we react to it? Huh?
1: I, and this, is, this has no scientific fact, right? This is based on 12 years of implementation and working with people, right? So I kind of put people into three change categories, right? You get the people like me that love change, right? We're in that, oh my God, this is so exciting. This is gonna be amazing. And we thrive in challenge, right? Um, And we love it. But you ask me if I want to change my phone to the newest version and I go, oh, my God, the thought of it. Right. The thought of having to change that is just so frustrating. Um, Then you kind of get the second person. So that second person is okay, Right. I get change. I know I need it. I'm going to I'm going to learn to live with it. But at some point you're going to need to give me a bit of stability because I don't want to continue in this 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 format. Right. So that's your kind of your second uh, profile. We'll, we'll go into a bit deeper about this in a second, but and then there's the last one. So that this one, I feel, is very fear-driven, right? So normally, there's a really good reason that they're feeling this way, but you'll get the person that goes, "I don't want to change anything. I like what I do. I like how I do it, and I don't either want to or see the need to change, right? And you will, and very often in any kind of project in any kind of organization, you will have a combination of those three. Um, the interesting thing is having any one of any of those three individuals or profiles of individuals in a change project is a problem. If you have three of the, let's go a million miles an hour, let's, you know, let's do all this great stuff. You, the balance is too far removed. And actually what happens is when you come out of that change project, you don't have anyone to maintain and consistently do the bit that you've changed, right. And continue that momentum. Because they're on to the next exciting piece of the puzzle, right? Um equally, um, there is something behind not ignoring those that don't want to change. If somebody genuinely does not want to change, you you really need to get to the bottom of the why. Is it because they're scared of what it means for their job personally? Is it that they they know something that you don't, right? And, th- and this sometimes gets forgotten, um, but it may be that they've tried something similar before and they have genuine concerns about an issue and a problem. Right. So you need to find the balance when you're building a successful team for change and you need to have that mix of people that are going to lead for the front and and create the energy and the enthusiasm for change. You need that consistent individual that's there, that's willing, but at some point is going to drive through the and continue the things that you're changing. And then you need the skeptic, you need one. I like one, right? You get a lot of skeptics, you've got a problem, but you do need a bit of a skeptic that will um, effectively challenge it. It's teaching that person to challenge in a way that isn't detrimental, that is really important when you're driving change. Mm,
0: that's fascinating. I'm just thinking about the accounting and finance types uh, that you and I deal with on a day to day basis. I'm a former high school math teacher. and what I loved about mathematics, and I'm a part-qualified accountant, is that it was right or wrong, it was black or white. And accountants, finance people, they deal in that language. They're very risk-averse. They're not particularly agile and change-open, if we can categorise them, stereotype them for the moment. And so in a very fast-changing environment, it must make a lot of these people feel uncomfortable and, and maybe put them in that sceptics or that middle bucket at best.
1: Yeah, and but I think what's really interesting, right, is that I'm seeing more talent come into finance, that wants this change, right? Now, I don't know whether that is because the profile of accountancy itself is changing, right, whether the new generation come through is more comfortable with change, right? But I am seeing more individuals, and you'll see them in your own workplace. They are the ones that stick their hands up for these projects, right? They're the ones that say, actually, that sounds interesting. I want to give that a go. And I think if they feel safe, if they feel like they they have um, they and they have confidence in their own abilities, actually, I think you'd be surprised how many people do are are in there that fall into that 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 enthusiasm category. Now, I'm not saying everyone does. We still have this stereotype of accountants, right? And you know, um, but I think if you if you think about the middle category, if they know what they're doing and why they're doing it, they're fine, right? And I think it's just those that maybe class themselves in that third category. You need to understand your own motivations and why you're potentially acting in that almost like um, like an anchor capacity. You're holding back the change. What is it that's driving that? Is it that you're concerned about the job? Is it you're concerned about your ability to learn a new software or to, to learn a new process? Um, or is there something else? Um, and and I find it fascinating, but though as well that we need to not forget the impact of our life outside of work and how much that can impact how we respond within the work environment as well.
0: Can you give us some examples of the kind of change projects that take place in professional firms or enterprises that uh, put people into those buckets?
1: Yeah. So um, and and I think you will. If I think about some of the projects that I've worked on, I, I tend to see a couple of different kind of transformations. And, and we'll talk a little bit about success pieces is that one of the, the challenges that we have with transformation, that it's very often led by technology. And you may find this weird because a lot of what I do is technology implementation. But for me, that isn't the right way to approach transformation when it's a technology led Um, transformation as in somebody seen and got excited by a new piece of technology and they want to implement it. What, often happens is they haven't fully understood the problem that they are solving right technology is an answer to a problem it is not a shiny toy that you put in because everyone else is right and I think that's one of the, the challenges with a lot of projects and if you look at like the statistics around how many projects fail are just incredible um, and a lot of it is because somebody's gone we need a new system we're going to go through this massive procurement process and we'll talk a little bit about that more detail and we're going to make a choice based on this criteria and then we're going to do it right and 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 actually what they've not understood is well why are we why are we changing is it because our reporting is just doesn't have the level of depth and we're unable to make decisions is it that the speed of information is so slow is it the fact that i've got 100 people in my finance team and i need 30 because we can't scale at this rate and we can't find the talent we need so what i think it's really really important that you know whatever level of organization you are whether you're a small business whether you're a mid-sized organization or a massive enterprise is that you truly understand what problem you're solving and you just keep that problem top of mind throughout because transformation projects if you're not really careful can take a life of their own they can turn into this beast and um, and you can forget where you actually started from
0: so we've got the technology driven or the technology oriented transformation projects there's a lot around people and culture and and vision and those softer kind of projects talk to us about those a little. yeah bit.
1: so um so i think This is where I like, I find it really exciting is that technology and process can drive a better experience for people. So we can elevate the work that individuals and humans do that the, the challenge and some of the finance pieces that are happening at the moment are about how do we reorientate ourselves within finance? Because, and and I've heard, we're talking a lot about this at the moment is that, um, the the concept of finance is changing within a workplace it's moving from who is crossing the i's dotting the t's and producing the numbers to how are we making decisions around how we move this business forwards and what information are we basing it on and when you change that perception of finance or you you're on a mission to change that perception of finance you need to have the right people and the right skills that are able to communicate with the wider organization so there is a huge Amount of um, what people-based transformation, but very often it is intertwined with things like process and technology as well. So that that's again a really interesting space at the moment. The shift from what I would call traditional keeping based accounting, so the transactional accounting aspect, to moving into more, um, I would say, business-orientated commercial finance.
0: Another big change is the way we work these days. We all used to be in the office, we all used to have the commute, but these days remote working, online working, hybrid working, all of that. That's a massive change for people too, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I, so I remember having a conversation um, about eight years ago. Um, So we were one of the first partners, Sage partners, um, to pick up the concept of clouds, you know, when, and I remember having a conversation with somebody, um, and I still grin thinking about now, where he was absolutely adamant that no accountant, no FD is going to put their data in the cloud, right. And I remember having that conversation, sure, it was about eight years ago. And I was like, this is coming right and but what was really interesting is I got to see and feel firsthand that resistance that whole concept of no I don't trust it you know that's skeptic and it's good you know good questions is it secure is it safe why are we doing this in the first place right um, but isn't it interesting how how things have changed and how fast things have changed like for me to sit here and go somebody said that cloud wasn't going to be a thing it seems almost crazy that anybody would say that
0: it's never going to catch on
1: who wants to access their data from anywhere oh my gosh no they're quite happy with the the, the p and that i give them on a piece of paper
0: you called out sage they're, they're by their own admission they're very late to the cloud party yeah, and they thought people would be on desktop forever, but they, they've learned very quickly that it's not the case, and that's where Zero took a bit of a steal on the competition.
1: Absolutely, and I think what was interesting about the relationship, in my opinion, it wasn't just about the fact that it was cloud, but it was also about how when Zero came to the UK, they really focused on that accounting market. They really got in with those those advisors, those guiders, and and that's that's how they're able to make has such an impact in such a short space of time.
0: You've done a lot of research, Hannah. It's It's a big foundation of your work, why does change fail? Well, I think we just need to go
1: back is that change and the concept of change is scary to us as humans, right? Nobody likes change. And, and as I referenced earlier, like I'm an individual that, that thrives in implementing systems and processes and going through transformation. But the thought of my, me personally changing my phone is a scary thought, right? And 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 it's because it's that... This is different. And now if I like, and I have had this, I have literally used my phone until the cracks were all over the screen, right? But I had a good enough reason at that point to make that transition, right? (laughs) There was a point where I couldn't use my phone, but we won't go there. So I waited until that point to make that. And if you take that concept out of the personal life and into workplace, we're in that exact same position. The reality is that everyone has their own individual motivations. The reason they come to work, the reason that they're doing the job that they do. And I think some of the challenges with change is that it can disrupt and cause anxiety That aligns with those motivations so for me the reason change is hard is one we don't spend enough time talking and thinking and communicating about it um and two we don't always understand the why that sits behind it and once you understand the why and you communicate the why it doesn't solve all of your problems but it's a really great first step
0: we're going to bring this to a close in in our next recording that we do, we'll talk about getting ready for change, the importance of readiness and what makes change work and how to lead through that. But just for the moment, let's summarise what we've got here. Change is not going away, is it? The the rate of change is only going to get faster. So change, adapting to change and transformation, becoming more comfortable with it becomes a skill set that all finance and accounting people need to hone, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't matter what, what aspect of finance you're involved in, your role is going to change in the next five years is you know i don't think anyone um if who's looking at what's coming uh can think that but just think about how much it's changed how much the world has changed in the last three years and and that i think gives you some idea of what what's coming and
0: uh, finally a word of encouragement that people need right now having shaken <laughs> them up and muddied the waters uh Give them a flavour of what's coming up and how they can deal better with change, Hannah, and we'll cover that on the next episode. So
1: I think the piece is that change is and and will be good. You know, if you think about what's happened just in the pandemic, you know, obviously an incredibly challenging circumstance for a lot of people, a lot of businesses. But actually, it's opened up options in terms of remote working, in terms of flexibility. It's opened up career options. So I think there's always a silver lining in change. This is why I love doing it, right? Is that there is always a benefit. And actually, what change offers um, for people on a personal level is to do the job that they love, not the bit that they spend, they do so that they can do the bit that they love, but actually to focus on the, the pieces of the puzzle that give them, you know, give them a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Well,
0: Hannah that's been wonderful talking to you today. We look forward to part two. We appreciate your insights and your passion about change and that it is a good thing. And that <laughs> on the other side of, change our opportunities and a final quote for people if you think change is hard try not changing and see what happens to you then thanks so much for your time and your passion today thanks rob you're listening to the accounting influencers podcast
1: sponsored by advanced track helping you as an accountant confidently choose between outsourcing and offshoring